0: You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa.
1: Welcome to Big News Sports. Featuring Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author of 12 books and a 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated. Matt Coulter, a former Alabama Broadcaster of the Year and longtime media personality. And Christian Miller a national championship-winning linebacker at Alabama who was drafted by the Carolina Panthers. Here's Lars, Matt, and Christian.
2: to cancel.
3: Alexa. Hello? Needed it most. Alexa, cancel. And, you know, she... Jilla Torrance, 5, really 100. just... 100. Tremendous performance by her. I can't say enough praises. I think everyone's been saying it. She stepped up when the team needed it. Uh, obviously, the bats couldn't get going until the very end there. with Allie Shipman hitting a bomb... Over the left field wall to give Alabama the you know the the uh, the win in the series. Hey Todd, put us on the air the somehow. But you know we'll have to see who Alabama draws in the uh, in the bracket coming up next. And you know I think that there's plenty when you look around the country at you know the teams that have uh, advanced so far. You got to be a little bit worried, but you also got to be a little optimistic because certainly plenty of good teams went down and did not advance to the super regional round. UCLA being one of them. Um, Of course, Arkansas being one of them. LSU going down as well. Washington almost going down at the hands of McNeese State. But uh, McNeese, of course, blowing that late big lead to the uh, Washington Huskies and they will advance too. But, you know, obviously, uh, as interesting as the Alabama regional was the Tuscaloosa regional, uh, I was very intrigued with the Baton Rouge regional and the LSU versus Louisiana games yesterday, because I think anyone who watched those games saw a Louisiana team that truly looked like they belonged and really asserted their dominance, uh, and won that series handily. Um, something that, you know, is not always unheard of in softball. We've certainly had, uh, you know, maybe smaller group of five, quote-unquote, teams uh, over the years advance deeply uh, past Super Regionals, even into the College World Series. You look at uh, the JMU Dukes recently, and, you know... There's there's certainly a precedent for small softball teams making big runs. That being said, Middle Tennessee was poised for one of those runs. And Alexa Alabama castle. looked good enough to get them done. I think we finally were able to get Lars or Matt online. Is that true?
2: Welcome in to Big Dome Sports. Matt Coulter, the gang, is here. Be joined by Lars Anderson. Hope to be joined by... One of my all-time favorite people and golfers, Buddy Gardner, who played at Auburn and then some 20 years on the PGA, played in the PGA, finished sixth. Uh, he's going to join us as well. the bottom of the hour, we're going to update you on SEC baseball. It is here. In fact, Alabama is practicing at 1 o'clock this afternoon out at the Met. the big-time tournament, big-time event. I'll be out there at least one or two days. I hope to see you there. We uh, also uh, are going to jump into that with herb vincent who's with the sec and also we've got a couple other things that we're going to try and get to as well not the least of
4: which is the pga
5: all right everybody uh this is uh lars here we're having a little bit of technical problems this afternoon but we'll get it all worked out um it was a big weekend for Alabama baseball, Alabama softball, uh, the PGA tournament with uh, Brooks Kepka winning his fifth major. A uh, lot of stuff going on in the sporting world. Um, Lakers are on the brink of elimination in the NBA. The Celtics just put up a dud last night. They're down 3-0 to the Miami Heat. Uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals, but uh, we specifically are going to spend some time talking about uh, the emergence of Alabama baseball. They have earned their highest seed in the SEC tournament in seven years. Uh, The Tide is the number nine seed, and they'll end up uh, facing Kentucky, the eighth seed uh, uh, out in Hoover, uh, and uh, the first round, Elimination game is going to be Tuesday at 430. All right, we're going to try to get some things cleaned up here and we will be right back. You're listening to Big Noon Sports.
1: This is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports. From our home base right here in Birmingham, Alabama.
3: We are here treating patients from every generation. Across the United States. And from around the world.
2: As respected industry leaders. We are here. Working hard for you. In an effort to provide you with. Excellence in sports medicine. Excellence in research and education.
6: And excellence in sports injury prevention.
7: We are here for you. Aggressively pursuing. Victory
0: over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky mostly cloudy this afternoon. We'll have the chance of a few passing showers or a thunderstorms through tonight. The high today 81, tonight's low 62. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy and cooler. Just a few isolated showers around the high 76. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 79 degrees in Tuscaloosa
5: Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. NLMS number 230376.
2: Hey, back We are uh, joined by former PGA golfer, Auburn man, Buddy Gardner, played in the PGA, finished sixth. Buddy, it's Matt Coulter. We have not talked in a long time. How have you been? Great, Matt. How are you? Good. I understand you had a celebration over the weekend. Can can we at least congratulate you on that?
4: Oh, yeah. My son got married and... uh, he married a wonderful young lady, and they are in Orlando honeymooning. Are they going to and Disney taking- World? No, they're going to uh, Universal or something. I, I don't, I don't know. I didn't ask. I, you know, I just wow. I uh, just try to go for <laughs> How are uh, you doing?
2: Hey, buddy. T- uh, for those that don't really know deep down how the PGA sets its field. Can you explain it to us, and particularly in the case of Michael Block?
4: Well, Michael Block qualified through the PGA uh, Club Pro Championship, and I think it's like the low 25 or whatever get in. I'm not exactly sure of the number. Uh, but boy, he really turned it out, didn't he? Uh, he kind of stole
2: the thing away from Kepka, uh, in, in some way. He did. Ways. Uh, he sure why, did. But Kepka's a different story. That guy's got five majors. How high is his
4: ceiling? Uh, if he can stay healthy, he's got no fear whatsoever. And, uh, he, he just played better than everybody else. You know, he's he's a great player. And, you know, heck, he'd have won the Masters if he had, if he'd have played a little better on Sunday. Uh, and he, from what I know, he's healthy, which is, uh, that's the key to the whole thing. I mean, uh, he couldn't even bend over last year with his knees. And he's healthy and... uh you know, I I think I heard yesterday that he played 72 holes and didn't have a three-foot. That's incredible on that golf course. No kidding.
5: Hey, I'm buddy, a this is uh, uh, Lars Anderson here. Thanks so much for joining us. I want to go back to Michael Block for a second. Um, you sure. know, he is a full-time golf instructor, 46 years old. Uh, yeah, kind of, you know, qualifies through that arduous process right and yeah. ends up getting a hole in one in the final round playing with the world former world number one Rory McIlroy uh, so he's got uh finished in 15th which earns him an automatic spot for next year as well as winning about 288 thousand dollars and it really is like a 10 uh, it's like 10 cup come to life right um yeah how how impressed were you with his performance especially when you consider the pressure he was under
4: yeah he was he was under tremendous pressure and you know I'm sitting there watching when he's on 15 and uh, he blew that ball in the hole (laughs) uh, I mean I think he about passed out you know and Roy was great to him and all the other players were, you know, good to him. And he is a, he's won like 300 section events down there in Mission Viejo, uh, California. And, uh, so he can really, really play. Uh, and he gets in, he got a spot yesterday into the Colonial next week. And then I think he he's got a spot in the PGA, uh, the Canadian. I mean, the Canadian Open the following week. So his members are going to be disappointed. He's going to be gone for so long. But <laughs> yeah. great, great, his, great
5: story. His his wife joked that he needs to start charging more for his golf lessons. <laughs>
3: yeah.
4: Well, he he just needs to make sure he he keeps that checkbook. <laughs> where she won't get the two hundred and eighty eight thousand and
5: turn it into nothing <laughs> do you but think was, uh, uh, Kep- do you think Kepka's win somewhat validates the live tour uh just the the fact that that Kepka did make the jump over um do, do you view do you view this as pga versus live or is that just something that is uh, a result of kind of the media's obsession with the split.
4: Yeah, I I don't know what to think of that live, too. I've watched a little bit of it. Uh, I don't, you know, I think they deserve a place at the table. They need to figure out how to get world-ranking golf points. And, uh, you know, these... Great players that are over there. I mean, if if they get ranking points, winning the tournament, then I think they at least ought to be able to play in the majors. All of them. Uh, it's a it's a sticky situation, uh, and I don't know the nuts and bolts of everything. I. I I'm so far removed from that when they telling me they're hitting eight irons from 200 yards. I can't even relate to that.
2: <laughs> when you were uh, in your heyday, let's say 1981, how far did you hit an eight iron?
4: 150 yards, and I, you know, if the wind was right and I had a flying line, now I could, you know, I could hit it 160 or 170 yards. Uh, but my stock eight iron was 150 yards.
2: Buddy, and, uh, there's
4: a lot of talk, uh, and I think Jack Nicholas has said
2: something about this as well, that you probably need to pull it in somehow, like a restricted flight golf ball, that the courses just can't handle these guys that are hitting at
4: 350 and 360. What are your thoughts on that? I don't know how you do that. I. I said, let them have at it. You know, uh, the golf course. You know, like they played this week. It's one of the hardest golf courses I've played. I played in the uh, U.S. Open there in '88, I think, when Curtis won, and then I played when Nicholas won the PGA there, and I don't quite remember what year, but it was hard. And Nicholas won by seven. Uh, I. I I don't know how you do that. I don't. Know, I don't know how you change that ball, and um, you know the ball comes off that driver like a rocket. I, you know, if anything, I, I think they've got technology enough to tone that driver down a little bit. But you know, how do you do that? You know, how, how do you say you know an amateur can play with a club, but a professional can? I, I, it's way over my pay scale.
5: <laughs> um, but what? Uh, how much of a grind is the PGA Tour, um, and uh, for these guys, uh, and just you know, just especially the players who aren't sort of uh, in the elite of the elite, the, the guys who are really grinding and out trying to qual or trying to get to the third round each weekend. Um, can you sure. just uh, talk about that?
4: Sure. I, uh, you know, these top players, you know, they're flying around in private jets all over the place and, uh, the guys sort of down the list a little bit, uh, you know they've got to go get on the commercial airline and tote that those bags around, and you know they may be out for two or three or four weeks. I mean, I remember when I played, I was out, uh, I was out thirteen straight weeks, and that, that's too many. Now I was, mm-hmm. I was stupid, but I was in. You know, uh, it's. It's changed so much. It's just, uh they're making so much money. It's unbelievable. And uh the caddies are doing much better. And, you know, this live tour has come along. And like it or not, I think it'll be around for, you know, a while longer. I mean, you know, somebody came up, offered me, $3 million to sign on the line to play on 10 tournaments, I, I would sign. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now the tour has gone back and, uh, you know, they found all this money somehow to where their purses are elevated. It's going to be real hard for these young guys coming out to stay afloat. I mean, you know, they're not going to get in all these elevated events. And, uh, you know, I mean, the season's going to be over before you know it. And, you know, you're going to get in maybe 10, maybe 15 events, and you're going to have to make, you know, million bucks or two million bucks. I right? I don't understand how the system's going to work. You know, somebody like Webb Simpson or just say Billy Horschel, you know, but, I mean, they can really play and You know, if they have a bad year, I think, you know, you're gone. I mean, I, I just, I haven't studied the concept a lot, but uh it's going to be hard for the younger guys to get in there.
2: And there are a bunch of them out there that can flat-out play. Hey, buddy, uh, let's do this again real soon. Maybe we'll get you to drop by and join us. But I ain't caught up with you back, least since maybe the MCI days. I don't know. But it's been a long time, I've always appreciated your friendship. Uh, Let's do this on a more regular basis, all right? You got my number,
4: man. Call me. I'll be glad to talk to you guys. All right. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you having me appreciate you having me i appreciate it thank
5: you so much buddy
4: yeah y'all have a good day you too uh you just heard buddy
2: Gardner, and what you heard is exactly what buddy is all about he's just a, a guy from montgomery who could flat out strike the golf ball and it uh it's tough to read he finished second four times on the pga tour uh anyway we'll uh We'll put Buddy on our rearview mirror for right now, but coming up, we're going to be joined by Herb Vincent, who is going to catch us up on what's happening at the Met, the Hoover Met, as you listen to Big Noon Sports, brought to you by
1: Haley Sansing, Union Home Mortgage. Covering SEC Sports, like Kudzu on the roadside, this is Big Noon Sports. Tide 100.9,
0: Tuscaloosa weather. The sky mostly cloudy this afternoon. We'll have the chance of a few passing showers or thunderstorms through tonight. The high today 81, tonight's low 62. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy and cooler. Just a few isolated showers around the high 76. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 79 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
6: The Dell Technologies
3: Did you know not washing your hands after using the bathroom can increase the spread of hepatitis A? Washing your hands with soap and water, as well as getting vaccinated, is the best way to protect yourself if you are at risk of getting hepatitis A. One dose of the hepatitis A vaccine provides long-lasting protection in up to 95% of those who receive it. For more information on the hepatitis A outbreak in our state, visit alabamapublichealth.gov forward slash IMM. Sponsored by the Alabama Department of Public Health, the ABA, and this station.
2: Let's talk some SEC baseball, the Mets style, here again in Hoover, Birmingham. Uh, the teams are coming, all but two, which uh, we'll introduce Herb Vincent, who is the Associate Commissioner of Communications. Herb, how you been? It's Matt and Lars. What's Good. up in your world? Doing, doing great, guys. How you doing? Fantastic. This is one of my favorite weeks. Uh, I just love this time of year. We get uh, the region's tradition, and a couple weeks later, in comes the best baseball teams in the nation. I've read this and, and I'm going over it and I've checked it and it just sounds impossible. The two teams that are not here just won the World Series in Omaha the last two seasons. Is that right? Yeah, you're you're right. It just goes to show the competitive,
8: competitiveness of this league uh, from year to year. It's just it's really incredible. And yeah, this is my favorite time of the year too. The baseball just seems to get get better all the time.
5: Herb, what uh, what is the role of the SEC office just when it comes to organizing logistics out there in, in in Hoover? And how long does it take just to get everything ready? Because year in and year out, you guys draw really good crowds.
8: Yeah, so we this year contract directly with City of Hoover uh, to manage the event. So we have a we have a collaboration with them. They do a lot. We do a lot. Um, and we start meetings as early as last November, I think started to, to have uh, monthly then then bi monthly meetings, uh, in preparation for this, uh, it's good that we've got kind of a, a home here at Hoover right now because everybody kind of knows their roles, knows what to do, but there's something that you, there's a lot of detail and, uh, we got a great partner in the city of Hoover. We've got a great staff at the SEC office, uh, but you know, that's common for all of our championships. You've got that same kind of preparation that goes into the men's basketball tournament into the women's basketball tournament. One of the things that Commissioner Sankey has tasked us to do is to create events that create lifelong memories for our student-athletes. And so that's the basis of everything that we do. And uh, we have a lot of consistency in how we run things from tournament to tournament.
2: Robbie Glenn, who played baseball in Alabama back in the early 90s, made a point on our show the other day about how fun the tournament is for the players because you're there as a group. You're eating just about every single meal together. You're walking around. You're watching other teams play baseball. So I think you guys have succeeded in making it an event to remember for the student athletes, and I guess that is a concerted effort as well. It
8: is. and you know a lot of things that happen here are is what happens in Omaha, which is you know the the ultimate championship in this sport. And uh, for instance, we have a, a youth tournament that's nearby the stadium. This morning, we had a youth clinic that had, had over five hundred kids from around the uh, the Birmingham area participate. Uh, we've got police escorts that take the teams back and forth to their hotels. They enjoy that. Uh, we try to create. Uh, besides creating lifelong memories, we try to create events that prepare our student-athletes for the postseason. So a lot of things that you see going on here, we're trying to prepare them for uh, next week. And even during the tournament, the regionals and super regionals, I'll get texts from coaches that say, hey, that that tournament really prepared us for this. Whether it was uh, rain delays and rescheduling, which is what happened, uh, whether it's just the rigor of playing difficult and and challenging teams, uh, they recognize that this tournament, Helps get them ready for the postseason. Our success really has borne that out uh, and how well we've done in Omaha.
5: Herb, um, I want to just shift in another direction really quick. Uh, last week marked the five-year anniversary since we sadly lost uh, former Commissioner Mike Slive. I know how close you were to Commissioner Slive. I, I was very close with Commissioner Slive everybody just loved him. Uh, what do you think now, looking back on his tenure five years later, um, what What are some of the, the, the legacies and the influences that he still has today?
8: You know, it's, it's, it's long been a part of this conference that there was a lot of collaboration between uh, schools. Uh, that in, in, in next week, we'll be in Destin for our, our annual spring meetings. And we always say that uh, despite the, uh, the tremendous rivalries that we have in this league, uh, when we get to Destin, we set aside our rivalries and make decisions that are good for the long-term uh, good of the conference. I, I think, I think Mike's life took that to another level as far as bringing our presidency chancellors together, our athletics directors together and being able to make decisions and make things happen that were in the best interest of the Southeastern Conference, when sometimes they maybe not weren't in the best interest of an individual school uh, and, and getting people to get on board with those things. So, uh, like I say that's long been a tenet of the, of the Southeastern Conference, but I think my slide really took that to a new level.
2: Herb Vincent, Associate Commissioner of Communications for the Southeastern Conference, is our guest for just a couple more minutes. Uh, I know you can't give us the results because they had not happened yet, but just what if you look at the kind of the menu of what's going to happen in Destin, I think the football scheduling may top it off, but what are some of the other things you expect to be discussed? You
8: know, probably a lot of things that we we generally discuss at all of our meetings. There's a lot of things going on across the landscape of college sports right now with names and likeness and transfers and legal challenges and, and all those things we'll discuss. That doesn't necessarily mean that bears itself out in decisions or or changes but it's continued discussion among our leadership because we we have them all there athletics directors presidents as well as coaches uh, senior women administrators faculty athletic representatives communications directors we're all together and we're able to t- talk about those issues we'll have visits from our media partners from uh from espn uh and so a lot of things that we normally talk about, but it just seems like right now there's a lot more going on in college athletics, and it's it's a good time to be. Uh, What I do know is I feel like we have stability in our membership. We're going to have representatives from Oklahoma and Texas at those meetings, even though they're not in a voting capacity yet. We'll have the presidents and athletics directors uh, from those uh, universities there as they try to begin to transition into the Southeastern Conference. They'll have full membership beginning July 1st, 2024. And uh, I think we have stability in our media situation with, uh, with with ESPN. So there's some stability there that I hope make the meetings a little bit boring, which wouldn't be bad. Besides the, <laughs> the
3: football,
8: besides the football scheduling uh, issue that you mentioned,
5: Herb, I'm I'm from the Midwest, and I've never really understood why the SEC is so dominant in baseball. Um, it is, uh, I, I think, the SEC controls and dominates that sport almost to a degree that is unprecedented in all the other sports. I mean, maybe you could argue college football just based on national championships recently. But what is your sort of analysis of why uh, the conference year in and year out uh, produces so many good teams that are legitimate candidates, you know, not just to get to Omaha, but to win the College World Series?
8: This might be a longer answer than what you think, but I think a lot of our sports have had people who have been um, uh, pace-setters in the sport. You look at women's basketball and you get Pat Summit, and then when she had great success, it raised the level of everybody else in the league. You had that with uh, Suzanne Yachlan and Sarah Patterson at, at Alabama and Georgia in gymnastics. Suddenly everybody else raised the level of their uh, their performance. I think you had that with Ron Polk, and then it took it to a new level with Skip Bertman. And then people started, athletics directors started recognizing that this was a possible revenue source. And they started investing in stadiums. They started investing in coaches. And I think just the overall investment, per- pretty soon if you don't do those things, you're going to fall behind pretty quickly. I think, I think people realize that in, in baseball. Uh, of course, we're in the South, great place to play outdoors in the spring. And I think all those things put together... Uh, the competitiveness and the competitive juices of just continuing to invest resources into the sport has paid off, and uh, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to mention that we like to keep young people involved in the sport and watching the sport. I want to remind you that we have a fan fest area out here that uh, kids can come out and enjoy, uh, in addition to the games. And I like to tell the, the stat that we have eight, we had 88 players on major league rosters this year, opening day rosters this year, more than any other conference. All those, just about all those guys, I bet, played here at the Hoover Met. So if you want to see future major leaguers, you come out to the Hoover Met and see them play. But that was a longer answer than you wanted. That's my answer.
5: Oh, that was great. You just reminded me, I'm I'm taking my kids out there for sure uh, over the next uh, week or so. That'll
2: be fun. We'll have have a good time play
8: area. Well, you know what? We've heard from a lot of, We've heard from a lot of folks that say, "Hey, I really love having a fan fest now because I can sit here on I can watch baseball. I can send my kids over to play in fan fest. It's 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 within the confines of the facilities. They can't really go anywhere. Uh, And then they can, uh, you know, they know where they are, and the kids can have fun. The parents can enjoy baseball, and then the kids start coming over here and seeing the major league baseball, the future major leaguers playing, and they get hooked on baseball a little bit. So uh, that's kind of our goal."
2: Herb is a proud Bengal Tiger, but also an unbiased member of the Southeastern Conference. What do you do in LSU? It's a bomb walk-off in this tournament. Do you just kind of turn around and give it a fist, or do you just openly yell, Go Tigers? Uh, I've gotta,
8: first, I've got to settle my daughter down because she's a big LSU fan. I tell you, you can't cheer uh, when you're here, and then i got to get ready for the next game. So it's all business. you got to move on to the next game.
2: Uh, as we wrap it up, Herb, uh, this stuff doesn't work without the SEC, the cooperation of Hoover, but I'm sure you've got several other groups and individuals that, that really make this thing work. If you got a minute, I mean, thank your volunteers and your sponsors. Your airtime is now yours. Uh, you're right. We have a lot of we have great sponsors that help us all year long.
8: Uh, and we have uh, just a tremendous number of volunteers that work this event every year. I think they've taken it to a new level with even more volunteers. The whole city of Hoover gets behind us. As a matter of fact, if you drive around a little bit, you'll see some SCC logos painted on the hillside um, uh, throughout throughout Hoover. Uh, if you look at the police cars as they drive by, you'll see a sticker in the back that has the SCC tournament uh, logo on it. I think a lot of the businesses now on the front doors have the SEC tournament logo. So, as I said, similar to Omaha, when you go up there, if you've been up there, you know that the entire community gets behind that event for two weeks. Well, the entire community here really gets behind the SEC baseball tournament this week, and it's a it's a lot of fun. It's, it's it's refreshing. It's uh, and it's it's a great way to end the athletic year.
2: It is Herb. Thank you for your time. Tell everybody at the offices that Lars and Matt said hey, and we'll see you later this week for certain. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the opportunity. You bet, Thanks, Herb. Herb Vincent who is a long time now with the sec and uh, he is an associate commissioner with uh, delegations towards communication. But uh, anyway, well, well, once we got everything settled down, Lars, we kind of just, we rifled off. So all things are going strong. We have not had a chance to talk personally about what happened this past weekend, in the PGA. So we'll take a break and get loaded up for that. Also very sad. And uh, I guess it was Friday right after the show, Lars, that uh, we learned of the passing of Jim Brown. So we'll touch on that, the Stallions, NBA. What's going on with these conference finals? It's 3-0, 3 Anyway, we'll be back with more Big Noon Sports.
0: Work is a part of all of us. Working drives us to push beyond what we thought was imaginable and allows us to come together again for the things that really matter. That's why the Alabama Department of Labor and the Alabama Career Center System is here to help you discover bigger opportunities than ever before. Visit your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. Funding provided by the USDOL, PTA, and Federal WIOA, an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station and the Alabama Broadcasters Association. You've
7: probably seen their clothing around town on game days, but check out Christopher Mobley on the Strip. It's luxury game day apparel, redefined. It's the only place in town where you can find Todd Hoops Apparel, clothing designed for the modern day entrepreneur, golf enthusiast, and athleisure fanatic. They've got Peter Millar, Viore, Grayson, and Mizzenamain. And if you haven't tried the Mizzenamain dress shirts, you've got to. You can find them at 1410 University Boulevard on the Strip. Also, they've got a great e-commerce site at Christopher Mobley Shop. So check out Christopher Mobley, luxury game day apparel, redefined.
2: Back on big news for to you by Cain, Union Home Mortgage. Appreciate all she does for this show. Uh, as far as we hit the ground, Stopped and they hit the ground, and we started running as hard as we could. So, I really hadn't had a chance for you to just uh, take a minute and talk about the PGA. So, uh, I'm kind of going to hand the ball off to you.
5: Yeah. Um, I want to start with um, Brooks Kepka. Uh, Kepka, man, when he is on, he's a basically unbeatable. And he has got the mentality of just like Michael Jordan, right? When Michael Jordan knew he had you on the ropes, like he would go for the kill shot. And the, the kill shot was administered really on, on, on the 16th hole at Oak Hill um, on, 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 uh, on Sunday. right? Kepka has a one-shot lead over Victor Hovland. And uh, Hovland, man, he he was doing his best to hang in there, um, but then he had a, a bunker shot, right? Uh, and he was, um, uh, he, he was like uh, about 150 or 150 out or so, ball below his feet. He really needed to stay level. This was a difficult shot. Maintain his spine angle. But then, but he also had to get that ball up quickly over a mound uh, that was basically the size of a small whale. I mean, that thing was huge. So then, Victor he takes that takes a deep breath, grips regrips the club, swings, PGA Championship hangs in the balance. The ball never gets six inches off the ground. Uh, he blasted it just right into the face of the mound and. Uh Hovland, you know, just looked to the sky and he's just like uh, he, he was you could tell he was emotional because he knew at that moment that he was he was in trouble. And then uh, five minutes later, after a long discussion with rule officials, um, uh, Hovland chips out. And then one thing I love about Kepka Matt, is how fast he plays right after Hovland, you know, is in deep, deep trouble. It took Kepka literally about ten seconds. Pulls the club from his bag, and uh, and did what what he what he does in these situations, and that's just deliver just a ruthless shot. Hit a hit a rough through the wedge. It, 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 sorry, hit a, he, he pulled out a wedge. His ball was in the rough, and man that. That wedge went through the thick rough like a, a fillet knife. Like it was incredible. The power behind it, and the ball uh, just like floated. It was almost as if it was like under the wind, and lands on the front front of the green. Skids, releases, uh, and it ends up about four feet from the hole. That's the tournament. Right, right there and ends up winning uh, by two over Hovland and Scotty Scheffler. And uh, again, Koepka, um he uh, he's battled some injuries. He's a part of the live tour um, and, uh, and this is going to increase the discussion about the live tour. Does this add some uh, legitimacy and credibility to the live? I, I don't really think so, but um, you know, he did, Kepka, remember back at the Masters, he, he lost to Rom, And, um, you know, he said that he learned something about himself in that experience. And he didn't say what he learned after, after the tournament, but he did say it's something that he frequently draws on. And, um, and, and, and I, I think probably it was just the pain of, of losing that. Uh, tournament to Rom is is what he gets from that, but uh, just excellent, an excellent an excellent four rounds from Brooks Brooks Koepka on a very difficult course, and uh, again when the stakes were the highest, he played his best. Man,
2: I found um, Saturday's viewing as, as as engaging as it gets because it didn't stop raining. They played in the rain all day long, and sometimes it was raining sideways, but there was no thunder and lightning, so they didn't call it. On. these guys, yep. when they got off the course, I remember seeing a picture of Justin Thomas getting off and taking his hat off, and he literally looked like he, he'd been in a fight. I mean, not to that degree where he had whelps and bruises and scars, but he just looked absolutely I guess what I mean by a fight is he was just worn out. He'd just gone 18 rounds at Oak Hill and it was just, wasn't fun for them to play. Man, it was fun for us to watch. I got some more thoughts on the PGA and the SCC baseball tournament coming up on Big Noon Sports.
0: Work is a part of all of us. Working drives us to push beyond what we thought was imaginable, and allows us to come together again for the things that really matter. That's why the Alabama Department of Labor and the Alabama Career Center system is here to help you discover bigger opportunities than ever before. Visit your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. Funding provided by the USDOL, PTA, and Federal WIOA, and equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by the station, and the Alabama Broadcasters Association.
7: For clothing around town on game days, check out Christopher Mobley on the strip. It's luxury game day apparel redefined. It's the only place in town where you can find Todd Hoots apparel, clothing designed for the modern day entrepreneur, golf enthusiast, and athletes or fanatic. They've got Peter Merlar, Viore, Grayson, and Mizinamain. And if you haven't tried the, Miz the Main dress shirts, you've got to. You can find them at 1410 University Boulevard on the strip. Also, they've got a great e-commerce site at ChristopherMobley.shop. So check out Christopher Mobley, Luxury Game Day Apparel Redefined.
0: WTUG HD2 Northport and W265 CG Tuscaloosa, tied 100.9 and streaming on the Tied 100.9 app.
1: Welcome back to Big Noon Sports with Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter, and Christian Miller.
2: Presented by Amazon New Home Mortgage. Pick up the phone. The phone. Like Lars says, she'll hold your hand and get you through the process. What should be a really enjoyable process. You're buying a home. It's a big deal. Maybe the biggest purchase of your life. I know it was for me several times. Anyway, Lars talking PGA, Brooks Kepka. He now has five majors. He has uh, put himself what I would call, after you win four or five majors, I, I, I consider you an elite and future Hall of Famer. And I think he's certainly there. But Michael Block, in my opinion, stole the show, especially on 15 when he just jarred it on the par three. And what Rory McElroy did was just so cool. And Michael Block's reaction was just so cool. And uh, I love watching it. And then I thought we were really going to have a duel down the stretch. But as you just so accurately uh, recalled, uh, Hovland hit it straight into the thickest rough. I mean, they couldn't find the ball for a little while. And I think either (laughs) earlier in the day or maybe even on Saturday, didn't Justin Rose do the same thing? Or there was another leader that line drive one right into the side of the bunker in much the same fashion that Victor Hovland did. But that was it. That forward. was game, set, and match. And all yeah. of the things you were talking about and, you know, <laughs> you know, comparing him to, like, Michael Jordan, every time you would say something about that, I said, it's Tiger Woods, too. It's Tiger Woods, yeah. too. Because Tiger Woods, maybe even more so, I think more so than Kepka, just knew when to go for the jugular. And that's when he would run off and win the U.S. Open by seven strokes or... What was it? The Masters by 11 or something incredible like that. But yeah, just one it, other note as we passed. Didn't Tiger,
5: along. I think, Matt, didn't, I think in majors, Tiger only lost a lead in the final round once, right? So he was, he was, uh, uh what, 15 out of 16 times he closed the deal. I, I'm not sure what, I'm not sure what the actual number is, but once he got that lead on Sunday, it was blue moon rare that he gave it up, and and look, Kepka has had some second place finishes, right? And uh, like I said, he he leaned on, he learned something at the Masters about himself, and it wasn't about his swing. It was something between the ears, and and to make sure that he wouldn't do that again, wouldn't get beat by in the, Maz, the case of the Masters by John Rahm. And uh, he's kind of, you know, keeping that a, a secret. But what is, the, what is the bigger story to you, Matt? Is it, is it Kepka or is it Michael Block? Because I, I kept going back and forth on this. Like if I had been assigned to cover this event and, and say, you know, write 1500 words, what's the lead of the story? Is it Block hitting the hole in one or is it Kepka on, uh, what would I just say, on 16, uh, you know, closing the door?
2: I think it is Michael Block um, because Michael Block's story reaches more people. Uh, yeah. My wife was pulling for Michael Block. Normally, she just sits on the patio and reads her books and does her crossword puzzles. But when I told her about him, she came back in, watched him, and then came in and watched his post round interviews. And I think for that reason, it's the bigger story. For the avid golfers, it's it's probably Kepka. But if I were you and I was at Oak Hill yesterday and I was writing my story, I'd find something unique in Michael Block's story and not just write about the hole in one.
5: Yeah, uh, I would be on the phone right away trying to figure out who Michael Block has taught, right? He works, for those who are just joining us, Michael Block, he's a full-time golf instructor out in California. He's 46, uh, and he played his way into the PGA Championship, and on the 15th hole of the final round, it's it's a par 3, 151 yards out, uh, block sends his ball, boom, straight into the hole. I mean, he flew into the hole, which is very rare. Usually, the ball bounces out, right? Um, but he didn't. He he actually didn't see it, uh, and it was Rory McElroy, former number world number one. He turns around and he raises his arms and he comes and gives uh, Michael a big hug. And Michael Block was like, what's going on? And Rory said, it went in the hole. And then Block was like, hey, you gotta be kidding me. Come on. And, and, uh, and just what a moment that was. And so he finishes 15th, which earns him an automatic spot at next year's event. He also won 288,000 in, in, in prize money. Uh, and to put that in perspective, that is almost four times his previous highest payout. And even Block made this reference afterward. He's like, I am the Tin Cup movie come to life. And yeah. you remember Tin Cup is where Kevin Costner, uh, he plays the role of a golf professional working on a driving range. And he tries to qualify for the U.S. Open to win the heart of his uh, rival's girlfriend um and uh and 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 block said uh you know it's it is a 10 cup 10 cup moment without a doubt I'm a club pro I teach golf I'm the head golf professional at Arroyo Trabuca Golf Club in Mission Viejo and for me to be out these out here with these guys Roy McElroy, Justin Rose uh, just the uh, biggest moment of his life, and uh, it was it was just absolutely wonderful to see. Uh, it was his uh, 25th PGA Tour start, right? So he's kind of he's been on the fringe a little bit, yeah. And he's he's made four of those cuts in the previous 24 events, and his best turn his best finish was being tied for 69th. At the 2014 Sanderson Farms Championship, right, and uh, it was great because uh, just that moment when he walks up to the final, uh, the the final hole, the final green, he gets this huge, like vice like hug from his wife, <laughs> and uh, and just uh, just uh, it was a touching moment. It was a really touching moment. And uh, and and Block and his wife they they broke down into tears, you know. Uh, I did too. And it, it was uh, it was it was hard. It was hard not to get a little dusty watching that one, Matt.
2: No question about it. And he said, I think on maybe Friday he did a walk and talk on CBS, or I guess Friday might have been on ESPN, and he was just so calm and cool and collected, I wanted to kind of shake the TV and go, man, you're trying to make the cut of the PGA. Take that thing out of your ear and get back to the golf ball. But he just took it and that was what I think amazed me. First of all, the guy has game and he showed it. But his calmness, how can you be that calm when when you're out there playing with Kepka and Rose and uh, DeChambeau, which he needs to be quiet, by the way. And that's my be quiet of the day. Um, to, but here's a couple of other notes, and uh, we'll get on to a couple of the topics. Did you say just a minute ago that uh, Robbie Glenn, our favorite Alabama baseball player, is going to be joining us in a minute?
5: Yeah, he's going to okay. be uh, on the show here in about seven minutes and uh, kind of just look at uh, the what Alabama accomplished this weekend and uh what alabama needs to do to succeed in hoover and and just kind of like what life is like for the players you know pull the curtain back uh at, at these uh at, at these tournaments robbie i didn't actually play at hoover i think he played when the tournament was held down in florida but it's uh, it's the same sort of uh, uh schedule so uh we'll get a lot of insight from robbie glenn we got to talk about alabama softball Uh, Yeah. And 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 maybe Aiden, our our, uh, wonderful producer, can pull up the clip of uh, of the uh, radio uh, play by play uh, of the of the Alabama's home run that gave them the lead uh, late in the game. It's it's a it's a great call. Uh, So uh, we got to get into Alabama softball as well, Matt.
2: Yeah, they've got a super regional. They'll be playing a best of three against Northwestern, and we'll get details on that in addition to Alabama baseball because there are no good seeds. There are no good draws in this tournament, but if you can get a really, really tough one, the Crimson Tide got it. Okay, two notes on golfers with ties to the state of Alabama, both played at the University of Alabama. JT did not have a good week. He made the cut. He did finish. But as he was walking off 18 yesterday, he just, out of the goodness of his heart, and just because he's that kind of guy, he pulled his sand wedge out and and gave it to a young man standing right there beside the 18th green. And I just thought that was so cool. His caddy did say later on, he said, well... I'm not real sure he'd been using that wedge anymore because as many times as he was in the bunker, yeah, probably needs new grooves. So,
5: <laughs> like, if he, uh, you know, was in love with that club, that particular club, that wouldn't be coming out of the no, bag no. <laughs> to a fan. But I, but, but I agree, it, it's what an, a great gesture. He but he was he, he was ready to be done with that club.
2: Yeah, and then uh, Lee Hodges, who also played at UAB and Alabama. Um, hit a punt on 17 that hung on the hole, and the PGA ruled that he waited too long. It fell in. I think they, they timed it at about 30 seconds. But the rules are, are kind of uh, – uh, there is no exact time you wait. It's just you're supposed to walk to the ball, stand over the ball, address it, and hit it in an ordinary amount of time. They ruled that he waited 10 seconds too late. The ball dropped in. So he made the putt, but then he got another stroke on it because of the penalty, and I don't know. It was on Saturday, I guess, that that happened, and the the conditions were so horrible. I might have given that one a rest. What about you?
5: Yeah, um, I, I agree. Uh, It was kind of like a Caddyshack moment, (laughs) right? (laughs) Uh, When the the rules official is right there watching to see at the end of the movie if the ball is going to drop in and then Bill Murray sets off all the explosions to get the gopher, ball drops in anyway. um, Yeah, uh, it was – boy, and and my friends who uh, drove from Birmingham to Rochester – for the the tournament, just, it was difficult. I mean, the golf was great, right? But uh, just being in those conditions, uh, and Saturday was going to be their last day at the tournament, and they were going to come back on Sunday. um, There's no way I would have been out in the crowd on Saturday. I mean, it, 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 it just looked miserable.
2: Oh, can you imagine if you've got three of your best buds and you all stand out in the rain for 10 hours, and then get in the same car. Woo! That's going to be one right car. <laughs>
5: yeah, I think there was uh, maybe a few hottie toddies had that helped Uh-oh. him through it.
2: That's the only way I could stand out in the rain.
9: There <laughs> go.
2: Uh, when we get back, Robbie Glenn, former Alabama baseball player, who will be joining us to talk about Alabama. They're practicing at 1 o'clock this morning, this afternoon, I should, uh, should say, and then they're playing tomorrow evening. We'll talk about that and more on Big Noon Sports brought to you by Haley Sensing. Union Home Mortgage.
1: The best sports talk in Alabama. This is Big Noon Sports.